Hello, everybody. Welcome back to Tower Casuals, the Destiny podcast. I'm one of your hosts, Corey Darrigan. Alongside me, as always, is the loot hunting, hell ringing, leaked trailer that would have been way cooler reveal on Sunday, Mr. Josh Finney. Oh, man. This has been a wild afternoon, ladies and gentlemen. It's been a wild afternoon to, to, be, to be Josh. Um, oh, man. Spent two hours on Summer Game Fest, spent an hour a day at the devs thought it was safe to like take a meal break and just like like nope. sit in a dark room with my eyes closed and then uh, sure enough as sh- i kid you not the fucking second i close my eyes my phone starts dinging and it's Corey going josh in all caps persona 3 just leaked and i'm like god damn it and there's like me sending me screen caps i found the trailers within a minute or two uh man dude i was just like i was i was just scrolling through instagram and I follow Atlas for, you know, just because hmm. we're interested in all the game stuff. And I'm like, I'm like, I thought it was a fake account at first. I'm like, I was like, what the hell? What, what's going on? And I'm like clicking through and I'm like, no, it's it's their account. And I click on the video again and I'm like, Josh, Josh. <laughs> I was like, oh, my God. Uh, yeah, game Pass. Is, man, I'm so excited. I really can't believe that this league is this an all-time like pr fumble oh my gosh man dude that would have been such a huge reveal for xbox too you know oh man i feel so bad for everybody involved except for the person who posted it early thanks thanks atlas i feel really bad for the social media manager over that page because there's almost somebody is almost certainly getting fired Oh yeah, somebody's getting. Uh, um, someone's I getting saw toasted. I saw a post earlier that was like, uh, it was uh, it was like uh, the only reason that the uh, person who leaked Persona Three and uh, Persona Five Tactics is uh, still employed at Atlas is because Microsoft hasn't gotten to the office yet. Yeah, Microsoft's yeah. on a pl- Microsoft's on a plane to Japan right now. Phil Spencer's yeah, this- gonna fly there and then fly right back. Yeah. Oh man. He's going well, mean, to show up, crack the whip a couple times, and then fly back to the States. <laughs> um, but no, really, like that is, it, it's been rumored for about a month, month and a half, that Persona 3 Remake would be shown at the Xbox conference on Sunday. Uh, mm-hmm. It was actually one of my, like, predictions, it was one of my predictions when you and I did our Xbox predictions for Boss Rush last week. Dude, that like, episode's I, doing really well, by the this, way. This is like a guaranteed reveal at this point. And yeah. I find this even funnier because uh, just yesterday, I think, like yesterday evening, uh kind of funny put out a predictions video for it and in it tim gettys like laughed at the idea of persona being at the xbox show he's like i just don't see anything like that getting revealed at the xbox show and then 24 hours this comes out it's like somebody like get get a hold of that twitter account freezing cold takes or something because uh that did not age well (laughs) uh i do think it's funny i mean it looks it looks fucking phenomenal it's it's persona 3 but rebuilt in the persona 5 engine very yeah. interested to see how they do the dungeons since the dungeons were uh procedurally generated in three and four. Uh, I wonder if I wonder if this will be a full reimagined thing where like I wonder if that I wonder if the dungeons will be kind of set because like I, I so I think the the problem with five is five was the first one that had set dungeons and they were so good. Mm-hmm. Just three's story doesn't really lend to set dungeons is the problem. Uh, so I'm very curious to see how they do this. I really kind of hope that there's a little bit of gameplay that they show on Sunday, but I don't think they're going to because this is Atlas. Yeah. Um, I would like to see 
some hands-on games that we do know atlas has a panel on july 3rd at anime expo and it's supposed mm-hmm. to be like an hour-long panel um yeah. so we suspect that this and tactics are what will be shown there maybe a teaser for persona 6 at the end but yep. uh, i think that you would have to reimagine a lot of three like this is this is not a remaster i want to be really clear this is a full-on remake yeah um three very much plays like a visual novel like but it was the bones for what four and five would become um yeah this is kind of working in reverse like ah, oh, we're gonna take the custom engine we made uh with you know they, and this is made in unreal um they are using ue4 i think for this i don't think this is five no it's um, four it's four because it's got to run on the switch is the thing um and it has it, it confirm it was coming yes. to switch yes oh man it is coming to everything. Uh, I mean, it, it, this thing can run on Xbox One. It's coming to the Switch. Yeah, my my whole thing is like, not ev- like I love my Switch. I really do. I mean, I run a Nintendo mm-hmm. podcast for God's sake. But like, every time I see one of these third party games, like bigger third party games, get announced for Switch, I'm like, ah, oh, man, this is, you know, I wonder, I wonder how. <laughs> I always wonder how it's going to run or if it's going to. Yeah, I mean, it's pretty clearly going to be the worst performing one. And that's like not even a contest. Um, But you said not that that, like Persona is like a graphical powerhouse by any stretch of the imagination. I mean, Royale's pretty damn good looking. No, I mean, yeah, I know. But I mean, like, it's not like I feel like graphical style lends itself better to scaling. It does. um, And I think that's like the one saving grace here. and then Tactics is coming out, which very much looks Persona Q inspired, the uh, the three 3DS games. Mm-hmm. Um, it's that combined with like point and click strategy. So a little curious to see how that works out. Um, but uh, it's like I told a friend of mine, I was like, hey, they're both coming to Game Pass. I'm not worried about it. If I like three, I'll do the same thing I did with Royale and I'll go out and buy a physical copy of it. Um, so I imagine Tactics is probably digital only and that uh, Reload, it'll be uh, probably physical as well. Hmm. For Switch, it'll just be the box with a game card or game oh like token God. in it. Yeah, the game like is so fucking huge. <laughs> uh, I'm I I am really excited though. I do think that would have been uh, a megaton announcement. I'm still holding that Yakuza Eight gets announced on Sunday, even though we got a Yakuza game shown today. This I bet is it like does. one of those. Th- this is one of those spinoff ones. Mm-hmm. It's a fifty dollars spinoff game, which got leaked by PSN last night, which was really funny. Yeah. Um, PSN and Atlas uh, quickly becoming the new Walmart Canada over here. Mm. <laughs> Man, but it just it, it made me very it made me really excited for what we can see. I mean, we saw more Alan Wake. Cool, that was already at the uh, PlayStation Show. It looks phenomenal. Uh, they, I can't believe this is where we got Spider Man Two info at. Like, you didn't just announce the release date two weeks ago, right? That was really <laughs> bizarre to me that they like there was like this big blog post about like oh we're not ready to commit to a release date and it's like. Uh, well, Jeff definitely knew this was coming already. So yeah, this is awkward, right? This Did makes that this makes that PlayStation edition? showcase even more baffling. I know. God, I don't even want to think about the play. It was I, that, oh, that thing was God. There was absolutely nothing in that showcase that had me excited. Like um, I, just, I mean, like even building on top of that, like there was some Exo Primal there today. That's almost certainly getting shown at Capcom showcase on Monday. Uh, yeah. along with um. Oh, what was the other Capcom thing that we saw today? I mean, there's the Street Fighter crossover. That that was that was the Exo Primal thing. Um, yeah, I feel like there was something else from Capcom that I'm completely forgetting. 
Uh, shoot. Hold on. Can this I... is actually really bothering me now that I can't remember it off the top of my head. Um, um, I don't, I don't know. It, it'll, it'll come back to me eventually. Um, yeah. Oh, Dragon's Dogma 2. That's what I was going to say. Dragon's Dogma 2 is going to be at the Capcom show. I'm like, okay, we got a trailer for that at PlayStation Showcase. Like, it was just very weird that, like, as soon as Alan Wake 2 got shown at the PlayStation show, Jeff Keighley, like, not even two hours later, him and Remedy are like, yo, we're going to have a full level of gameplay at, uh, at Summer Game Fest. I was like, Jesus, like, way to kick them when they're down. Right. Um... <laughs> Liza P uh, continues to look really interesting if you're in the Soulsborne games. Uh, that looks really good. There's a demo out now, apparently. Um, so you could check that out. Final Fantasy has been Rebirth, though. I mean, that that sold the show. Let's be honest. Yeah. That was the best part of the whole show. There were two surprise announcements. Before we get to Final Fantasy, I guess, there were, there were two announcements I did really like in the early portions of the show, and that was the uh, like Metroidvania-style Prince of Persia game that was shown. Yeah, that like was 2.5D. Cool I'm very excited for that. Also, hilarious that a brand new Prince of Persia will come out before the Sands of Time remake. I know. Well, Which that whole remake got We've been covering right, that since before we started Tower Casuals. I think that's the summer that it got announced. It was supposed to come out like six months later, and then like a month before release, it just vanished. And they were like, yeah, we're not ready to release it. And it just like got completely scrapped and restarted, apparently. I have no idea that it's 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 gonna be the next Beyond Good and Evil two and Skull and Bones over there, uh, yeah. and then the new Sonic game looks awesome. Yeah, it looks really cool. I was like, I was shocked. I'm super they... bummed that it's only on it. It's only on the Switch and the Epic Game Store. What? Yeah. Oh, well, that's. I mean, unless I like misread something, uh, but I don't remember seeing any logos at the end i saw something floating around on twitter that it was like only on no. those well no because xbox has it uh sonic uh, new 2d sonic's title spreading on the xbox this year oh okay okay so i i definitely misread it then i thought it was only on those and i was like this is fucking baffling yeah <laughs> it's it looks cool though it kind of reminds me of like the good parts of sonic generations oh <laughs> uh. I'm kind of excited though because it kind of reminds me of like their new Super Mario Brothers take, right? Because they're like multiplayer. You can play <laughs> multiplayer if you want. And I don't know. It looks cool. Yeah, that was really appealing to me because uh, like my girlfriend absolutely loves classic Sonic the Hedgehog. Mm -hmm. So uh, she she liked Sonic Mania a couple of years ago, and she I managed to show her this trailer before she left for work, and she was like, uh, "Yes, we're getting this as soon as it comes out." Yeah, it looks cool. I bet it. You think it's a you think it's a $70 title? No. I bet it's like 40 or 50. <clears throat> I'm going to go with 30. I'm going to go with 30. Ooh. Um okay. I'm also I'm going to make another bold prediction. Um I think that we see that game again on Sunday. With the Sonic one? Yeah. yeah. Uh I've become more and more emboldened in a uh thought that I've had going around in my mind for the last couple weeks, which is that I think that uh so bear with me here. I know we'll get to the destiny. We'll get to destiny in a minute. I promise. There's not a lot to talk about in destiny this week, unfortunately. No, we have to get through summer game fest and we have to get through Josh's 30 minute rant on Diablo. Oh so. my God. That's yeah, a whole nother thing entirely. Um, I think that Microsoft may announce a long-term deal with Sega, like not yeah. in terms of exclusives, but in terms of like game pass deals. 
Yeah, I was thinking that too. The last couple of years, they've had either big acquisitions or big partnerships to announce at each showcase mm-hmm. that they've done. Mm-hmm. And, you know, going all the way back to 2018 is when they started with the studio sprees. They announced Ninja Theory, Undead Labs, Playground Games, and Compulsion would be joining Xbox. Uh, they announced forming at the initiative later that fall. They announced Obsidian and In Exile. The next year, uh, Double Fine joins Xbox during E3. That fall, they announced a big deal with Square to bring a ton of uh, Square games to Game Pass over the next like 18 months. Mm-hmm. Like, at one point, we had all the Final Fantasies that used to be on PlayStation on Xbox, including like all Final Fantasy X and Final Fantasy Thirteen, like things that had never been on Xbox before. Um, well, thirteen part... was on Xbox. The thirteen, yeah, but like, se- like seven, eight, nine, and ten had never been on Xbox mm-hmm. before. Right. Um, that was back when they were releasing the the HD versions of these games. Yeah. Um, the Kingdom Hearts, bought... the old Kingdom Hearts I... games all came. Yeah, I bought them all. I'm not gonna lie. I'm proud of you. Corey, you, gotta, you... you gotta speak with your wallet, Josh. You gotta, you gotta be like, look. You do have to speak with your wallet. Well, when it's full. I guess. Or... Uh, I mean, 2020, they didn't really have any. Well, they had the Bungie deal in 2020 uh, to bring mm-hmm. Destiny and all its expansions uh, to Game Pass. Uh, Beyond Light coming day one was huge. Mm-hmm. Uh, 2021, the Bethesda deal fi- finishes going through. So they are showing off a ton of Bethesda stuff on their stage at E3. And then uh, last year, of course, oh man, <laughs> we got uh, the three headed beast of Riot. Uh, the Riot partnership, the Kojima partnership, and uh, Persona finally showing up on Xbox. Mm-hmm. So that leads me to believe they're going to have something this year. I don't, and it's not an acquisition. Let's be honest; uh, yeah. they cannot acquire anything while they're trying to do Activision Blizzard. That would look terrible. Yeah. Um, Certain Affinity might be the only thing they could get away with, just because of how close those two are. Yeah, um, but if it's a Sega deal, um, it would kind of line up since we both seem to think that Yakuza Eight is going to be announced there. Two Persona games are technically getting announced without being leaked um, right they could probably also do like uh i mean there's the rumored crazy taxi and jet set radio reboots the, so right? the jet set jet set radio is where i went uh what if that was like the third like the third and final sega announcement uh mm-hmm. on sunday was jet set radio coming to xbox as a timed exclusive um because that franchise does have a history on xbox um yeah the superior Jet Set Radio Future was actually the first pack-in game that they did with the Xbox back in the day. Yeah, I, have the, I still have the double disc with that and Sega GT 2002. Sega GT, <laughs> that was the other one. But I mean, like, Sega has a long history of working with Xbox. Uh, in fact, I, when uh, Series X was coming out and the Sonic Blue controller was there, we called it Conspiracy Blue for the longest time. I know, I remember. I um, got it. You do, in fact, have it. But like, it's, Crazy it's right Taxi here. 3 was an Xbox exclusive in its first year or two. Yeah. Anybody remember that? I think it was like Crazy Taxi in Las Vegas is where it yeah, was. Uh, it's, yeah, it was called High Rollers. High oh Rollers with an A. And it's just what Shen, uh, Shenmue came to Xbox. Mm-hmm. Uh, there were there was a lot of stuff. So I don't if think it's it didn't say Sonic on it. If it didn't say Sonic on it, it came to Xbox. <laughs> Sonic went to GameCube. So that's true. That's a, I had to actually think for a second. That's entire the old ones would eventually come to Xbox Live Arcade. But yeah. For the longest time, it was uh, for that whole first generation. It was like they were like, no, you guys ran us out of business. We're going to finally give Nintendo their due and let them have Sonic. You guys get everything else. Mm -hmm. I really think that's like, I want to imagine that the president of Sega walked in there and was like, all right, guys, listen, 
the Yakuza team had a Brinks truck back up to their offices and offer them all this money to put the entire series on Xbox. It's now beloved in the West. Because it was a very niche franchise, I would argue, up until Like a Dragon. Yeah. Like a Dragon was kind of the coming out party in the West, I think, in a lot of ways. Um, and having the whole series on Game Pass certainly didn't help. Um, and then beyond that, like Atlas has always just done weird shit. And I think that that's when Sega finally stepped in and was like, no, stop it. We're not doing this uh, like, oh, we're going to release in Japan and then release in the States like a year later. We're only going to put it out on one obscure platform. Uh, the Switch is going to get Persona 5 Strikers, but not the actual first game. Mm-hmm. Uh, just all these weird shows. We're going to give them Persona 4 Arena, but not give them Persona 4. Yeah, and the dancing game. like, <laughs> Oh my God, the fucking dancing games. Like, We're going we're gonna to give you all this stuff. We're not going to give you the actual games that any of them are based on. It's just very weird decisions. The only thing more Atlas than the decision to like make a Persona 5 Tactics game, I feel, would have been to announce like Persona Tactics or Persona uh, 3 Remake exclusive to the Amazon Luna. Like hmm. That would have been the most Atlas thing I can possibly imagine, but just... That would have been my top announcement of Summer Game Fest, but here we are with, Persona, or with uh, Final Fantasy VII Rebirth, which looks fucking wild. Two discs on PS5. It's ridiculous. I just, oh my, I can't, I can't you know get what, over this. You know what this secretly confirmed, though? <laughs> so, the Porsche 75th anniversary Oh my fucking stuff was, god, I hate I mean, it. You know that you know there's going to be a Porsche on the Xbox stage now. You know you know there's going to be a Porsche there with the second Xbox. That's the funny thing. I actually don't think that there is. They already revealed the cover cars for Forza. Yeah, but they have uh, what do you say, six separate consoles to reveal. This is so fucking stupid. This is absolutely like the most Jeff Keighley thing that could happen. It, it yeah. felt like a it felt like a commercial right in the middle of it. Cause at first I was like, oh my god! Like uh, I was watching it with our friend Austin, and he was like, are they showing Forza Motorsport here? <laughs> and uh, no, I, I was like, Austin, we got to brace ourselves for like six minutes of fucking Forza Motorsport information on Sunday, even though they've already announced two separate streams that it'll be a part of next week. Right. Also, uh, <laughs> they. What if they reveal a white Series X though? Because those skins were on white Series Xs. Oh, that was a rumor. That was a rumor going around afterwards. I'll be honest. I've just like kind of lost my. I don't want a big white Series X. I think that the black just like. I think it just looks better personally. I, um, I mean, I'm not. I'm not buying another Series X. I'm just like. Yeah. But I, what I would do though, <clears throat> I I wouldn't mind having a black Series S. So. Riddle me this um, before we move Batman. on to Diablo. Uh, so the Starfield controller and headset leaked this week, and they look mm-hmm. kind of, they look pretty cool. I I dig them. There's got to be a Starfield console, right? Yeah, there's 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 a Starfield. There's console like a zero percent chance there's not a Starfield console. No, there's a Starfield console. I I feel it. I there I, there has to be. You don't you don't spend eight billion dollars for a new IP and not make a console for it. Right. What else are they going to do? Oh, here's a Forza Motorsport console. Nobody wants that. (laughs) Give me the Starfield. What was the... So the Halo one's the only one they've done, right? I have the Halo one. I love the Halo one. Yeah. 
Yeah, I, I, um, I just didn't think they did anything else other than I can that, see them doing like one for. I feel like they're going to do one for Starfield and like maybe they'll do like a black Series S or something. Yeah. God, what um, if the Series S was the Starfield console? <laughs> oh my God, dude, don't. <laughs> that would be wrong with. Shh, they're going to hear you. Uh, let, let's shift gears a little bit. Let's. Uh, Hold on. Before we do. Before before we before we before we do that, yes. What do you what do you think of this Spider Man Two Collector's Edition? I think this is fucking overpriced as hell. I this is absurd. Two hundred and thirty dollars for a statue that frankly doesn't look that good. I know this is so. I have seen better statues for under a hundred bucks at my local comic shop. Yeah, I can't believe how bad this looks. Then like that's all you get with it too. You get that the game and you. And you're spoiling the game. Well, I mean, if you played Spider-Man 1, the post-credits show the symbiote and Harry Osborn. So I, like, I know, but like, like, what if that was the tease for like, I, I don't know. I just feel like I don't think it's spoiling you have anything. the black suit. It, they've been saying for a couple of years that it's going to be Venom and Craven. Have they? I didn't. Yeah, know the official press, Venom. the press release back at the announcement in like 2021 said it was going to deal with Craven uh, and Venom. I knew they were talking about Craven a lot. I wasn't. I didn't know they announced. I mean, Venom. also, I, let's be honest. The symbiote suit, like, yeah, you knew that was coming. Yeah. Also, Josh, just to give you another hot take before you uh-huh. talk about Diablo, hit me. I haven't been paying attention to Spider-Man because I don't really care about Spider-Man. Oh my God. Get the fuck out of here. (laughs) Moving on. Moving on before (laughs) a one Johnny literally transcends space and time to strangle Corey. Um, Diablo four, man. Uh, The current front runner in the uh, game of the year. That is not the legend of Zelda tears of the kingdom sweepstakes. Yeah. Uh, What a, what a fucking triumph of a game. Uh, Man. It's so good. I am a weekend and I am like, maybe halfway through act three of six right now. Um, I am taking my sweet, pathetic time with this game, doing dungeons, doing side quests. I love it. I love it so much. There's so much content in this game that I'm just never going to experience because I'm probably realistically not going to do 110 unique dungeons. Yeah, that's fair. That's a lot. It's a lot. And yeah. some of these hallways start feeling the same after a while. Um this is one of those, like, I feel like I'll kind of, I'll like finish the story and then I'll probably leave for a while and then I'll come back. Brad Ferguson confirmed this week there are two actual expansion packs in development in addition to seasonal content. Mm-hmm. Good. Uh, so, I, yeah, I mean, I, I look forward to seeing how this is how this is going to go. This is going to be one of those, like, I'll probably come back like once a year and play it and catch up on stuff. Rod Ferguson, um, man. Rod, dude, Rod Ferguson is the man. Yeah. Uh, I cannot think of somebody better to lead a Diablo team. God, I hope he runs Blizzard within the next couple months. Just please put Ron in charge. Yeah, some some people are wanting him to take Matt Booty's job, and I'm like, well, they're not going to get rid of. Matt uh, he's not going to take Matt weeks. Booty's, but I very realistically could see him uh, taking over Blizzard in Activision Blizzard. Yeah, I could see that too. Um, not that I think like Mike Yabara is necessarily a problem, but uh, the fact that he it kind of rubbed me the wrong way that he didn't stick up for Jen O'Neill when they were the quote co-leaders at blizzard um and basically just like let bobby kotick get rid of her um that has not sat well with me i have actually really been bothered by that for a long time so uh, i do think that a major leadership change has to come to activision blizzard and i actually feel like sarah bond will probably be placed in charge of overall activision blizzard yeah i mean i've i've kind of been 
I don't know. I kind of think Sarah Bond's next in line to take over for Phil when he's when he leaves. I, I do I do think that as well. And I think but I think that this would be the stepping stone to like make if she can run like Infinity Ward, Blizzard, mm-hmm. Toys for Bob, King. Well, I wonder like I yeah, I mean I wonder if they'll like do some shuffling and just have somebody run Activision and somebody run Blizzard. Right. I, I do I do think that's gonna be the I do think that's gonna be the thing. I think they'll be separate entities. Um yeah. they'll break them up underneath a new corporate structuring. Um I would I wouldn't be surprised to see Mike get moved over to be in charge of uh Activision or even like just take like I don't I don't remember who the studio head is at head is at Infinity Ward these days, but maybe promote them to oversee like not even like Activision, but that's basically Call of Duty at this point. Yeah, I, yeah, like uh, Call of Duty. <clears> like, <throat> here's who you report to for Call of Duty type thing. Yeah, um, have the studio like have uh, you know Infinity Ward, Raven, and like the Call of Duty teams at like Treyarch and uh, Sledgehammer report to them, and maybe regroup the other studios under Matt Booty or Sarah or somebody like that. Yeah, um, I think you're gonna have to do some kind of restructuring. Basically, that's three big entities that you're getting. In addition mm-hmm. to the rights for Call of Duty, Overwatch, World of Warcraft, Crash um, Bandicoot, Crash Bandicoot, uh, Spyro. Spyro, God, who gets the Tony Hawk rights in the divorce? I think I think it was confirmed that Xbox would have the rights to Tony. Really? Hawk. That yeah. so that's that's been like the thing. Can we uh, can we see if they can get uh, what was the other one that they made a couple of them? They did uh, Sean White. They did Matt uh, BMX. They, Matt Hoffman, uh, Kelly Slayer's Pro Surfer. Who remembers that yeah. one? Yeah, and they all could, had, they all had that same logo. I know. Could 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 we see now? If we're gonna do this, I need them to release the long fabled uh, three and four remaster for Tony Hawk. Yeah, I mean, well, if they that's the first thing they could do is like that's say, like hey, sitting in a vault. Vicarious, Vicarious Visions, please come back and finish this. <laughs> Vicarious Visions, congratulations! You are no longer, <clears throat> you are no longer in Blizzard Hell. Toys for Bob, congratulations! But throw those multiplayer maps away. Throw Wumpa League away. <laughs> we we have a smattering of uh, IP you can choose from, or you can make your own thing. We don't really care. You you have a you have a smorgasbord of options here. Um, right. I'm rapidly losing hope that Viva Pinata ever comes back, though. Um, after uh, Andy Robinson over at VGC this week said that uh, Everwild, the last he, it's been a while since he heard an update, but the last he heard, it was uh, much more Viva Pinata esque than like action adventure. Yeah, that's what I heard on Nextlander today. They were talking um, about it, and uh, that he's actually very confident in the game now, which is a big turnaround from like year, year and a half ago when him and Jeff Grubb were like, "Ooh, this is probably going to be terrible." Like, yeah. this game sounds bad. It sounds like it's in development hell. He's like, nah, it's still a ways out. It'll still be a while before we see it. But uh, no, he's like, I have a lot of hope. And I think the director who's doing it is the same one that turned Sea of Thieves around, if I remember yeah. correctly. So, yeah. yeah, all the hope in the world for that one. Yeah. But, uh, man, fucking Diablo, though, dude. This is This is the funnest multiplayer experience I've had in so long. It's fun by yourself. It's a blast with friends. Tell me. So I've never really played a lot of Diablo. I played Diablo two a little bit and I played some Diablo three, but like Diablo's never really been my thing. Is this something that somebody who's not really into Diablo could play? Um, yes. John has never gotten into Diablo. Uh, a one Johnny friend of the show has never gotten into Diablo really and is completely obsessed with four. 
Um, he tried, he even tried after the beta to go back and play three to get some of his Diablo fix in and couldn't stand it. So if you've never liked Diablo before, this is a lot more friendly, I think, to new players and especially to console players. It was built with controllers in mind. Mm-hmm. Um, so it controls right better, like right off the bat. But it's also, in my opinion, it's a lot more RPG focused. Um, it's very much an ARPG. So, a, you know, a, a ISO. Um, and I really like that about it. I think that the classes all feel unique. They all feel great. You have that great power fantasy there. The story is really engaging. The lore is engaging. Um, like I said, it's the front runner right now in the sweepstakes of I'm not Tears of the Kingdom, but I would be Game of the Year any other year. Yeah. Um, it's kind I mean, of a two horse. It... For me, it's a two horse race between that and Jedi Survivor right now. I wonder. I mean, I wonder if Diablo has the chops to beat out Zelda. It doesn't. I mean, I'm sure it a doesn't. lot of. Yeah, I, I just, uh, I don't know. A lot of people are talking highly of it, but. I unfor I and I'll, I I say that like kind of begrudgingly. I feel like this game is not gonna top Zelda just because like Zelda kind of transcended pop culture a lot like Animal Crossing did. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's also like I've never seen a game take I well not never but I haven't seen a game take over social media the way that Zelda did outside of Elden Ring in a very long time. Yeah. Um, and I think that that'll, that's going to be the staying power for it. I think Diablo will have the staying power too. Jedi Survivor is going to be a casualty. Um, but when you're going to have in the next like three or four months, you're going to have Final Fantasy 16. You've got Street Fighter 6 just came out to the best reviews in franchise history. It's got like a 92 on Metacritic right now, I think. One of the best reviewed mm-hmm. fighting games ever. You've got Armored yeah. Core 6 on the way. You've got Baldur's Gate 3. You've got Starfield. Spider-Man 2 is going to come out. Forza is going to come out. Uh, Pikmin 4 is going to come out like that's just like in terms of triple A's like right off the top of my Hellblade 2 is probably coming out this year like oh there's my God. so that's many the one games that circled for me is Hellblade. there's so many that are going to be vying for that game of the year I do think that Diablo is probably a lock for a nomination because I do think that it's it's not like um, listen I like fighting games but fighting games are a niche genre compared to like action adventure or RPGs yeah. Um, I think right now, if you had to guarantee two games that are going to be Game of the Year nominees, that's Tears of the Kingdom and Diablo 4. Um, it's way too early to predict the other ones, but I suspect Final Fantasy 16 probably gets a pretty big push. Um, Starfield. That, that game seems pretty. That game seems pretty divisive. I feel like in terms of like um, what people want from Final Fantasy, not the yeah, quality. Yeah, I, I think it's. I think it's because it's like shifted so far in the direction of Devil May Cry. Yeah. Um, they're well, definitely trying I mean, to modernize yeah. it, which is a good thing. Yeah. But I think that I don't know if it controls similar to Seven Remake, then I think they made the right decision. I think Seven Remake's combat was awesome, but also like the whole time I'm playing Sixteen, I'm going to be like, damn, I'd really just kind of rather be playing Rebirth right now. Yeah, and that's not a bad thing. It's just like, wow, Square's Final Fantasy team is going to deliver two must-play experiences in like eight months of each other. Um. And there's a lot to come for in the second though. half. It's going to be wild. There's some great looking indies that are coming. Liza P, I think, could be a spoiler for some people. Yeah, um, I just uh, downloaded the demo for that. We're going to have two major DLCs this year. Well, it remains to be seen if the Elden Ring DLC will come out this year, but uh, Phantom Liberty is coming. Um, mm-hmm. That's going to be big. Shocked that wasn't there today, to be that, honest. So Microsoft has the marketing for it, so I actually would not be yeah. shocked. What if the, so they clearly tried to recreate the whole like 
they wanted people to have the reaction in Nicolas Cage that they did to Keanu at Xbox's E3 in 2019. Uh, do we think it's at all possible that Idris Elba comes out on stage to promote Phantom Liberty? Yeah, I would. I would 100 percent guarantee. If, like, could do you, how much money do you think they offered him and Keanu to come out for like 60 seconds? They will. I, what if they both walked out? That's what I'm saying. Like, how much That'd money be, do you think they offered to get both of them there? That'd be amazing. I mean, probably a, a dump, probably enough to fund a whole game for you know a year. Fund the development. I, I, God, man, they just, they just like diverted one of the persona one of the persona jets to yeah. go to uh, Idris Elba's home in the UK. Straight up, they straight up canceled the the Halo, <laughs> the Halo project. <laughs> oh my God, dude! I the, the one thing I do not think we're seeing is Tanaka. Um, Diablo is just like this. It's this fascinating experience, I think. And like, we have a couple Diablo questions, and in fact, I actually want to get to one of them right off the bat. Um, because I was I was really interested in this question that got dropped in our Discord. Um. Do, 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 do. We're going to get to all the Diablo questions, but Hail Hydra Fool writes in and goes, In Destiny, I main a Warlock, but I play a Necromancer in Diablo 4. My friend plays Titan and Barbarian. Do you see yourselves picking similar archetypes in games? Um, yes, for... I definitely do. So Cor- Corey does. Corey likes to punch things. It's very true. That's what I'm gathering here. Yes. Um, I like to be the stealthy type, like usually in like a fantasy RPG, I like to be the guy with like stealth and a bow. So I do think that I play pretty similar, which is why it's really funny that I'm not playing a rogue in Diablo. I'm playing a necromancer, which I think kind of like aligns with that. Like I like to play in the shadows and do ranged attacks and stuff. Yeah. Plus like the necromancer can have your army of skeletons do most of it for you while you. Oh my God, dude, that between that and my, uh, all my blights and my, uh, I turn my corpse explosions into shadow blights too. The whole screen is just like black. Nobody can see what's going on, but you just see all the damage going on everybody because there's so many of these things going off at once. That's funny. It's really, it's really rewarding on the higher difficulties to be seeing things like that. Um, I would say that, uh, in response to another question that we had, which is uh, from Knox, uh, assuming Blizzard does not Im- immortalify Diablo, oof, Diablo 4, uh, do you see yourself continuing to play D4 in the long term? Um, yeah, I kind of addressed this a little bit earlier. I will probably keep playing Diablo um, kind of off and on. But once I finish the story and I hit, like once I unlock World Tier 3, because I do want to do at least a capstone dungeon of um, World Tier 2. Once I do that, I actually will put the game down regardless of how close I am to like level 100 for a while. I want to let the seasons kind of build up. I'll probably put down for a year or more until the first expansion, then come back, do all the seasonal content I missed and uh, hit the uh, expansion pretty hard. But um, Diablo games have crazy long legs. I mean, Diablo 3 came out, what, like 2010, I think, and we're still playing it. Everybody was still playing it like a decade later, so... Yeah. And that survived the auction house. If we can survive the Diablo three auction house, Diablo four can survive anything. Yeah. Um, also like immortal. Uh, so I do have a problem with the monetization. Uh, not in this game, like in Diablo four, there is some pretty egregious microtransactions, but it's not anything too out of the ordinary. If you've ever played final fantasy 14, you've seen mounts that can easily be 50 bucks and add nothing to your game. So it just being purely cosmetic doesn't really bother me because I'm strong enough not to pay for that stuff. Um, and I think the transmog system in the game is already really good anyways. 
As for Immortal, I think that was partially a Blizzard, partially a NetEase decision, because NetEase's games are like that in general. Um, I would say that I'm optimistic on the outlook for monetization for Diablo 4 and, like, the milking of content, but I want to see what happens once Microsoft takes control, because plans that are in place now could easily be scrapped. Um, I trust Rod in running Diablo 4. Yeah. Um, I, I, I trust him. I know that he had a lot to say about Immortal also, but I get the feeling that Immortal was already long since planned to be basically a cash grab and a money machine before he came on board. Yeah. Um, but he is the he is the franchise director. He's not the actual game director of 4, but he is the franchise director. He's essentially the Luke Smith for Diablo. Yeah. Um, so, and then, god damn, I hate, I hate my neighbors so much. What the, what was that? <laughs> he's revving his fucking engine out there like an asshole, and he's gonna keep doing it for, like, the next couple minutes. He does this, like, at least once or twice a week. I fucking hate this guy. He does <laughs> it in the god. middle of the night. He does it at, like, 11 p.m., and there's people who, like, start yelling at him from their windows. What is wrong with you? We've all reported this guy, too. We don't think he actually lives here, but we've all reported him. Um, Knox also asks, what's your favorite Diablo 4 build you've seen thus far? Uh, I mean, I'm going to be... I'm going to be real here. It's it's Necromancer. Um, I like the Necromancer build that I'm running. Uh, I haven't really looked at any builds just because I'm having fun experimenting with all the different abilities myself. Diablo 4 makes it so easy to refund your skill points and then reapply them, especially mm-hmm. when you get higher up in the content. Because you, you cap out on skill points at level 49 and you switch over to Paragon points after that, which mm-hmm. can be like infinite if you want them to be, basically. There's, I think, 280 you can earn on each character. Mm-hmm. Um, that's kind of wild to think about. That's before like a level cap uh, increase will probably be included down the line. Um, and the Paragon is where like you can truly specialize in certain skills. So... Very much looking forward to that. You pick like a specialization, like a war priest or something like that. In my instance, um, I think White Master is another one, and I absolutely want that because <laughs> I focus on doing damage over time. Uh, it's it's a great game though. I think it's got a lot of depth to it. Um, if you are playing Diablo Four in the Discord, we have a Tower Casuals clan set up. It's just Tower Casuals, two words uh, in uh, Diablo. So feel free to come join us, have fun. Uh, there's about seven or eight of us in there, and uh, we're still trying to figure out how clans really work or what the benefit is for clans in Diablo. Um, but for right now, we've got one going. I bet when seasons start, there'll be a better kind of I, I think so, too. Definition. First season starts, like, mid-July, so I'll actually probably finish the story up here in the next week or so, and then probably put it down so I can shift back to Zelda or shift over to Final Fantasy. Yeah. Um, I'd really like to get Zelda done before 4th of July, and I don't think it's going to happen. Yeah, good luck with that, man. Good luck with that. Uh, I would like to last, get Zelda done in the next year. We have uh, we have one final Diablo question, and that is from Ronnie. I haven't played Diablo in forever. I need your best used car salesman pitch to get me to buy it. You want to see how many... Uh, it's just like slaps hood of car. You want to see how many dungeons I can cram into this baby? This is a grinder and loot chasers paradise, Ronnie. Um, If you like experimenting endlessly with different builds, and they make it so easy to do other characters. If you finish the campaign on one character, when you start another one, you can skip the entire campaign automatically. Oh my gosh, what a concept. 
What a fucking concept. Pay. And you don't you have, have to pay, pay for it. it either. You don't have to pay um, for it either. What a what a what a concept. You unlock shit for all your characters as you complete certain challenges in the world. It's great. It's absolutely fantastic. So uh yeah, no, Ronnie, if you uh, if you like doing that, this is this is the kind of like loot that it's almost overwhelming how much I get, but they make it so easy. You can travel back to the main town to sell shit or scrap things while you're in a dungeon. What? Imagine that. As long as you don't leave that town and it'll pop up with a big ass warning if you start to, you can travel to and from freely. Just not in a boss. I think boss battles are the only time that it gets disengaged. But if you're playing co-op and you go back to the, you go to like the hub city of that area that you're in, you can teleport instantly to your teammates, to whatever teammate you want. You just go to their bubble. They surround the town square. It's fantastic. This, this game is very, very, very multiplayer oriented. And like world tier one, I can blow through pretty easily by myself. World tier two, you better bring some homies because that shit gets rough. Yeah, but it's still a lot of fun. I'm really enjoying it right now. I encourage you if you like loot and you like grinding, this is the game for you. But Corey, alas, 40 minutes in, we do have uh, we do have a little bit of destiny to talk about this week. Not much, frankly. There really isn't a whole lot. Um, Josh, we we have to we have to do something though, Josh. What do we have to do? We have to acknowledge and pour one out. For the TWAB, because the TWAB is now the is no more. Yeah, we talked about this like three. Times. We did. We literally wondered what this was going to be called. Um, I'm still going to call it the TWAB until at least Marathon is out. I'm going to be completely honest. I uh, see no reason to switch this right now. I think this is really silly to change this right now. Yeah. Um, but whatever. I'm not in I mean, charge. It, I don't make the decisions. I get when there's multiple games out that you want to do this, or like you know, like a, a couple months you know or like maybe six months out when marathon starts its real marketing cycle right like yeah sure but like man if marathon's like a year and a half out or whatever and oh, they're dude, like marathon's not coming before next christmas i promise yeah i mean that's what i mean though even like, then i think they're probably holding it till spring 25 honestly because they're not gonna theory, want it to get in, they probably won't want this to get in the way of the 10th anniversary of destiny yeah, my theory is it doesn't want to get in the the way of the anniversary after the final shape. I Destiny, I bet takes a maybe a year off from an expansion. Oh man, Marathon they're going to have to go to like Curse of Osiris uh, priced level expansions, I think, for a little while. Yeah, so. to kind of wrap up. They need to be bigger than seasons, but they need to be longer than seasons also, so that you're not feeling pressured to play all the time. You can't just abruptly not have any content. That's how you'll lose your entire player base. Um, and that's kind of the corner they've backed themselves into. Speaking of backing into corners, though, um, we don't have much in the Schwab, so we'll, we'll cover that in a second. We have to talk about these disconnects. We have to talk about the absolute dog shit servers again. Yeah. Um, it's bad. It, it, it's real bad. They keep going down. Last night, I think it was, it was right as I was getting ready to go to bed, there was a message that came out that said, hey... Uh, we're entering all day background maintenance. You might be returned to order or orbit when we start. That's a pretty standard notice. And then like an hour later, they sent out another notice saying that uh, the game is coming down uh, for emergency maintenance. And it was down for most of the night. It goes back up, gets pulled down again a couple hours later. And it's just like, oh my God, like this, the solution that they had to have this avoided clearly is not working. 
even though they just implemented it like a couple weeks ago. Mm-hmm. Um, this is this is bad. Like the response I saw from everyone was like, "Well, I'm going back to Diablo then." Yeah, this is this is a bad look, especially right now when you're going to oh, try to retain a, a player base. Look. This right? is a horrible I mean, look. Is... You have a pissed off player base. Um, this you is... have a competitor like right now that's like getting outstanding reviews, right? Like... Yeah, I mean, like, and uh, like, time, it, it remains to be seen. Like, does Diablo have the staying power? I don't think Diablo even needs to. Like, that game is going to sell 30, 40, 40 million copies without even blinking. It's already yeah. been played in within three days of early access. It had already been played 93 billion hours or something. Right. Like, which is more than recorded human history, I think, is what the metric Blizzard had was. Or like uh, 10,000 years worth of playing time. Something like that. Some absurd number. Um, when I think about things like that, I start going okay, Bungie, Bungie's got to do something. I don't know what has to happen. Like, it's clear this game is hanging on until the final shape comes out. They really should have just... It's so easy to backseat dev, right? Like, okay, we probably should have... Maybe Activision was on to something. Maybe we should have broken off into uh, Destiny 3 with the release of the Witch Queen. Maybe yeah. we should have gone... I don't know if you could have gone next-gen only then. But certainly you should have just made the, you should have just honestly cut the cord for Lightfall. There's no reason that Lightfall could not have gone next gen only. That's the unfortunate part that we're at now is we're having to have these conversations because we've said it many times before uh, that we thought this was going to continue to be a problem. It's gotten worse than I ever dreamed it would. And it's it's only going to get worse the more that you add to the game. Like it's not making me want to engage with the game right now because I'm like, well, if I'm just going to keep getting locked out of it, why even bother booting it up? I'd rather just go play Diablo or try and uh, keep working through Tears of the Kingdom. I play Destiny because I love Destiny. Right. I don't love this aspect of Destiny. I hate it. Like, I, I have to wonder, like, how many people did they pull off to put on Marathon at this point? I mean, it seems like a lot, really, honestly. Like, I don't, I don't want to point fingers and I don't want to backseat Dev because I think it's really disrespectful to these teams, but... I think it's pretty fair for us to start wondering. I mean, we've already we've wondered it about Crucible for years. Have you sent some of the network team over there? Like that game is going to have dedicated servers. You're going to tell me fucking Destiny can't get dedicated servers? And I understand that probably requires an entire code rewrite. Rewrite if they weren't well, already considering Destiny three, it better be the top priority at that studio. I mean, yeah. I mean, here's the thing: if you you don't want to waste dedicated servers on destiny two at this point, if you're going to have like a destiny three or like whatever's next. Right. And maybe that will have dedicated servers. Right. Uh, It has to be, it has to be like they, they have now with this announcement for um, marathon, they have now set the expectation. We have a question about marathon this week from the dealer dealer writes in and goes, is Bungie still working on another PVP game? Yes. Other than Destiny. And yeah, or are they working on another game in general? Uh, Yes and yes. They are, as we talked about a couple weeks ago, they are working on Marathon, obviously. Uh, We covered Mm -hmm. it last fall. We covered it a couple weeks ago. Uh, Marathon is a strictly PvP experience. That is where almost the entire Crucible team went to. I personally think... Oh, go ahead, Corey. Oh, and that rumored hero shooter too, right? So that's that's what I was going to get to. I think that that is on ice. At best, I think it's on ice. Um, I've become more and more convinced that I think that matter. Yes, it was trademarked. We, all we ever heard were rumors about what it was though. 
I think Mar- I think Marathon ultimately ends up being Matter. Um, you think? Because I, be I thought a- they I thought they confirmed that it wasn't Matter. I have no idea, but at this point, if it's not, then whatever Matter is needs to be on ice because you need to save the franchise that makes you money. Um, I'm not saying that Destiny 2 is on life support. I'm saying that this game technically is going to limp to the finish line. And that's because we couldn't make the hard decision that needed to be made. Yeah. Um, I would have rather, and I I know this is mean because we have a few people that are in the Discord who are still on PS4 or Xbox One. Guys, I'm really sorry. We needed to cut, they needed to let you guys down gently. And I mean, imagine the final thing that you're able to play on those consoles for like Destiny 2 still would have kept going on there, right? But imagine the last thing that you play is that final Seraph mission. What a fucking way to go out. Yeah. What a way to end Destiny 2 on Xbox, um, on Xbox One and PS4. Like, I can't help but think that they should have just made the decision to do that. And like, listen, I'm armchair developing here. I don't know why they wouldn't do that. I do think that Witch Queen was probably too early, but at the same time, that would have been a pretty natural place for the final act. Yeah. To just do it. And like, yeah, you're going to have less players initially, but, and I do think that I, I will always think that without the pandemic, Witch Queen is a current gen only release. I will always think that. Yeah. I mean, in my in my opinion, my opinion, the perfect place to cut it off would have been Beyond Light, but I it would have been. But I think that that <coughs> but that would have been an issue out, with right? so, that would have been an supply. issue with supply regardless. Yeah. yeah. Um. So I don't think you could do that, but I think you definitely could have gone the other way and been like, ah, well, with Witch Queen, we gave him a year and some change to get a console. Yeah. Um. And if you would have just made the announcement like a year in advance, like during the Beyond Light reveal for example like been like hey we're setting the expectation now by the time the witch queen releases it or even put it in that blog where they announced it was delayed we're giving you 12 months notice right now joe blackburn here we're giving you 12 months 12 months notice you have to have a playstation 5 an xbox series x or an xbox series s in order to play this game on console Mm -hmm. or you must have like this these specs on your pc in order to play this game uh, I do not think that that is too unreasonable of a demand, personally. But what do I know? So I, we can sit here yeah. and armchair develop all day long. The bottom line is, it's really starting to harm the game's reputation, uh, like yeah. in a bad way. I'm seeing a lot of people that I know as usually being pretty positive people in the community, just being like, "What the fuck? I don't even want to play this game right now if it's going to keep going down like this." Guys, see people who are attempting solo flawless dungeons who are getting. Uh, disconnect. They're getting to disconnect because they got pulled off for emergency maintenance when they're like so close to finishing the boss. And I would be hesitant to do anything like that at this point. Yeah, I, with how unstable yeah. everything is. Yeah. So uh, I don't know. I, I don't know where you come down on that, but it's. It, I mean, it's, it's bad. It sucks. It sucks, especially for people who like only play destiny right and like they look forward to coming home from work one day or like maybe they're off that day and they go to turn it on and it's down for like hours at a time like you know that's that sucks a lot of people look forward like this is a lot of people's you know wind down time and like they just want to go yeah i shoot some stuff for a while i once described uh, destiny as my hobby game yeah 
and it's becoming less and less of that and it's feeling like more of a chore to play with all the server instability and it's a shame because this is a game that up until about six months ago never had a reputation for this it yeah i mean why does problems. why does it start like why is this happening i can only imagine that doing things with subclass 3.0 is probably taking a huge toll on the back end all the reworks they've done, all the changes they've done, the constant adding and canceling of con and getting rid of content. Like I can only imagine what that must be doing to this game on the back end. Yeah. I mean, <clears throat> but I don't know. I, again, I'm not a game dev. I have no idea. Um, just what a catastrophe, what an absolute catastrophe uh, that the servers are. Yeah. It's, um, it sucks. It sucks. I feel bad for anybody who's yeah. like, you know, I mean, we like, people like us we have other games to play we can tune it out we can go yeah. do something else but like like i said man like there's people that this is the only game they play or one of like three games a year that they play or something yeah. right and... this is some people's uh nba 2k yeah yeah so sorry to those people it's just it's becoming more and more prevalent in all these online games it really irks me that diablo has to constantly be connected online for that yeah. same reason. Yeah. Um, but we do have some Destiny stuff to talk about ever so briefly here. Uh, rebanding the rebranding the TWAP. It's now the TWID this week in Destiny. I think we already basically said that, but we're not call I'm calling it the TWAP. I'm going to keep calling it the TWAP. The TWID. The they, are not, they are not sunsetting this on me. <laughs> nope, they are. They're not the sunsetting twid. this. Um, they are running a fashion contest with a spiffy looking emblem here. Um, which uh, we we know you can express what Season of the Deep is all about with just five pieces of armor. Don your drippiest designs and try out the most combinations. And of course, let us know with hashtag Drown in the Drip hashtag for a chance to oh, win our very new and exclusive. I don't I don't like that. Pret no. a Porter fashion emblem. You have until June fifteenth, so get to work, fashionistas. I love Drown in the Drip. I think that's great. Oh, I hate oh I hate it so much. Grandmaster uh, Nightfalls, uh, of course, launch on June thirteenth, which is uh next week's reset. Um the Conquering Guild node will still open on week number seven. So get ready to face the light blade. If you're aiming to get the adept version of the Wendigo GL3 heavy grenade launcher next week. And in case you are wondering, the loaded question fusion rifle and Braytech Osprey rocket launcher will be featured the following two weeks. So that's pretty exciting. Um, Supremacy has entered the Rotator playlist in the Crucible. <laughs> I want to read this because I found it really funny. You all owe Callie an apology. We need to talk. What did she ever do to you? What's your problem with murderous Taken Techians? We know the Supremacy got rewind rounds. The Techian Force has a sick PvP role in that Reconstruction and Bait and Switch make Apex Predator a top tier option for DPS, but that's no reason to put Callie into such a situation. A lot of you stepped into every plate to get double rewards while others just cursed uh, their aim over how many Golden Gun or Sleeper Stimulant shots they missed. Either way, the outcome would be the same. A lot of good loot. No wonder players spent 2.17 million hours in the last Wish Raid during the first week of Season of the Deep. That is not only more than 247 years of playtime, but also the single highest week of total hours ever engaged in the activity. Even bigger than last Wish's launch week back in 2018. Wow. They're not saying that they're going to fix this, which is pretty funny. Um, but uh, they're update... probably afraid they're going to break something. <laughs> something well, else. it's funny we say that because update 7.1.0.2 will be deployed on June 13th. 
A reminder, the extra award reward awarded by the weekly Last Wish quest, the one handed by Hawthorne, was not intentional, so it's going away. Starting Tuesday, you'll get one Deep Sight weapon from it, since that was always the plan. You'll still earn at least another one every week, because the final chest after dumping Riven's Heart gives one per week and account. But you still have a few days till the fix is implemented. Uh, this update will re-enable re Vesper of Radius since it won't have such explosive behavior with certain weapons anymore. Sunbracers will have their increased duration of solar grenades restored. And after Saladin had a very long conversation with Kefri's Horn, the strange interactions this Titan exotic helmet allowed have been fixed. Uh, did you see the videos of Kefri's Horn during Iron Banner last week? Yeah, I saw a bunch of them. I love that that was being exploited and then Bungie on a holiday weekend has to go in and say, nope! And uh, change it. They changed the game mode at like 8 o'clock at night or something. They took control out and said, uh, here you guys go. You get Eruption instead. <laughs> Which is uh, really, that's really funny to me. That is, honestly, that's it. Yeah. Small twab, twid. Small twid. That is it. There is nothing else here. Um, Man, I mean, look, they had to have known people weren't a lot. A lot of people weren't paying attention to this this week. Right. Like not only that, but like I also really wouldn't want to put out a weekly blog after. I don't know. The constant server outages. I also really wouldn't want to address this. I think that we're in a weird place now because now that Marathon's been announced, every time that something goes wrong, the first thought's going to be, well, how many people could have fixed this that are working on Marathon instead? Yeah. Ugh, um, and I, whether that's fair or unfair, it's a discussion for another day, but we're at a point where you got to decide what you're doing about the longevity of this game. You need to call Sony and be like, hey, man, we need money to hire more engineers. Right. Or to start fixing the servers or like kickstart development of dedicated servers for whatever is next if that was not built with dedicated servers in mind i don't know what to tell you this game has to have those going forward right so that's rough that's rough oh it's real it's it's real rough it's real bad um yeah that's that's it for the twin this week the twid the twid oh, it's that. not as so much fun to it. say as the twab i don't like I hate, it i hate, I hate it Oh, I hate so gross. it's got it's got like two years to grow on us though Corey. so oh, it's not gonna grow on us man. it's not gonna grow on us at all you are absolutely right um oh, gross i don't i don't even like saying it oh the twid yeah it's just kind of gross honestly there's just this way i wouldn't say like the story was like inconsequential this week this definitely does feel like a bit more of a laid-back season though um there's definitely story implications when you go and do the veil quest um, i actually have not done weeks two and three of it yet um i need to and then uh this week's story content i thought was really cool between uh sloan drifter and uh, saladin i think it was really interesting um even if it wasn't like massively impactful it's just like you know, Drif drifter actually does like care about others he's not you know he's not who you want he wants you to think that he is yeah. He's actually a big ass softy at heart. Yeah, he is. Drifter. Uncle Drifter. It. Creepy Uncle Drifter. Um but yeah, there's there's not a whole lot for the story. Have you done one of these deep dives at like the most difficult they can get? No, I have not as difficult um, as they can get. 
Dude, uh, so I did I did a couple rank five ones last week. You can now get Oof. it up to uh, rewards uh, times seven. Oh, um, that is a wild experience. I was not able to finish that with a match made team. That is something you're going to have to do with a dedicated group of friends who know what they're doing. That sounds that sounds. Uh, I don't know. Sounds a little rough. ominous. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, cool it's, I, it's still good. It's just, um, it's definitely not for the faint of heart. Yeah. Oh, of course. No. Still chasing this stupid exotic. Well, see, see, Josh, you're just, you're chasing it. It's like, you're I mean, I want it. I want the trace, Josh. but it's like, I'm going to log in. I'm going to do the story. I'm going to do my weekly dungeon run. And then I'm probably going back to Diablo or Final Fantasy or playing as Optimus Prime in Fortnite or something. Oh yeah, man! Optimus Prime and Fortnite might get me back in. He's the level one hundred skin. I know, but I can just have my nephews come over and play for a few. That's hours fair. And they'll get it for me. That's fair. Your kids aren't quite old enough to do that for you yet. No, no, but uh, my nephews are. So it's fine. Well, I'll get, I'll get, I'll get, I'll get them to do it. Yeah, there's just like there's so much other stuff going on right now, and it's like this is a slower season. Like I, I would encourage anybody who's feeling like they're kind of stuck in a gameplay loop that this is a pretty good time to take a break. I think not that yeah. there aren't like story beats happening, but like you can take a break. The dungeons already been out for a few weeks. A lot of us have already grinded it. Um, yeah. Pop into your dungeon. We're still waiting for the exotic quest to go live. Uh, waiting on some narrative beats, but Oh yeah. The exotic quest. Yeah. There is an exotic quest coming. Um, in fact, we actually have a question about uh, spending some of this time. Uh, Saint fourteen writes that it goes for me. This season is more laid back and less of a crazy grind. Like part of that's due to the fact that we're not chasing power levels this season. Um, I've been finishing up some quests and things I haven't been able to previously. My season of catch up. Is there anything in particular you are wanting to get done this season, such as exotics, story, armor, etc.? Ah, oh, man. Um... I mean, I just, I'm kind of like, <laughs> with Zelda and Final Fantasy specifically, I'm just kind of like, I'm kind of tuned out right now, to be honest with you. Mm-hmm. You know, the way that you are with like Diablo and obviously Zelda, yeah. like, I, I'm just kind of like, I want to get in, I'll finish, I mean, I'll finish my season pass, right? I mean, I'm almost done now, but like, I don't know, I'm not like compelled to to grind anything, you know, I just kind of want to. I don't know. Like you said, this is a good season to kind of take off and play other games or, you know, go outside maybe because it's, you know, June. <laughs> Ugh, not in Texas. I will not be going outside. Forget that. Mm. Um, I would like to chase a couple of exotics this season. Obviously, I want the trace rifle. I'd like to go start taking chances at hierarchy of needs again and um, conditional finality. I would like to get all of those. Um, that would be really be the only way that I would be playing catch up this season. Um, cause other than that, I mean, I'm honestly, I'm just chilling. Yeah. I'm just chilling. I'm here. Um, it doesn't like super bother me, honestly. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. Yeah. I do think that this season being more laid back is a really good thing. Um, I think that the devs are also like pretty tired. Um, I wouldn't say the second season is where it happens. Usually the third season is like the season that they seem to take off. I think they really needed to now, though. Um, yeah. 
So I hope that seasons three and four, fingers crossed. I hope that those are bangers. But for right now, I'm like kind of cool with just like sitting out. Yeah, I kind of feel like that, especially that la- the last season this year will be like that's going to be the banger, right? I feel like leading. Oh into the God, I hope so. It it has to be all bangers all the time at this point. Yeah. So I mean, that's uh, you know, that's what I'm looking forward to, really. Yeah, um, I'll uh, I'll back. I'll, I will back that up. I guess in continuing with the questions, because uh, we do have some destiny related. Yeah, questions. Yeah, questions. questions. Joasis asks, "What is your favorite destination of Destiny One or Destiny Two, except for the Dreadnought? Because that's an obvious choice." What you thinking, Corey? Uh, I mean, I so I re- I really like the Plague Lands from Destiny One, but I also I also I also really. Uh, I I really liked the I really liked Europa when we went there. Honestly, mm-hmm. I thought Europa was super cool uh, when we went there. So those would probably be my choices. But yeah, the Dreadnought was obviously a banger. So, um, Dreaming yeah. City too, I guess. The Dreaming City, I would love to say the Dreaming City, but man, uh, just talk about promises unrealized. Um. <laughs> Oh, the infinite forest. (laughs) Promises unrealized. Infinite forest. Um, I'm going to probably go in terms of like the look and aesthetic. I'll probably go with uh, Nessus. Uh, I really like Nessus. I like how it's a forest planet that's also been terraformed by the Vex. I think that's kind of fascinating from a perspective of Destiny's lore. Yeah. Um, because I don't really have one in Destiny 1 outside of the Dreadnought. Like, nothing was actually like, super memorable to me. I had nothing but bad experiences on Venus. Um, Mars was a pain in the ass to get around. And yeah, Mars... D1 Mars sucked. D1 Mars sucked. D2 wasn't too much better, but Escalation Protocol was at least fun. Yeah. Um, man. I don't know what else. I think that would probably be the only location across both games. I'd be like, yeah, I really love this location. Um, I do like the Dreaming City a lot. I just think that the promises are unrealized. So, yeah, that, is. that proves to be a problem. Yeah. Hopefully, uh, hopefully, I don't know. Hopefully, once they get everything situated, I'm I'm almost of the mind that they just kind of want to get through Destiny Two and release whatever's next, and like have that clean slate of fully realized stuff, right? God, like, I hope it, so. It just feels like between like vaulting some planets and like bringing in these, you know, new uh, revamped subclasses and mm-hmm. kind of, you know, playing around with artifacts and are we, are we not using power levels, right? Like they more, the more and more I've been thinking about it, the more and more I'm like, they need a clean slate. They need a destiny three, right? They, they, they need it. And like, yeah, stuff from Destiny 2 might be able to carry over like your character or like your triumphs or things similar to what you know from Destiny 1 to Destiny 2, but like they they want that clean slate. I'm more and more of the mind that I would like a clean slate after the final shape uh into a new game. So yeah. I w- I yeah. I'm hoping for a clean slate myself. We we desperately need it. Um Tiger Jesus asks us, 
Will we ever see Glaze with different melee combos? I hope so, but I have a feeling that's going to have to be something that revamps the entire melee system. So probably would mm-hmm. be a Destiny 3 thing. Yeah. Um, but I do think that in the future we'll see it. I would actually love one where like you shoot the tip of the glaive out, uh, similar to like you already do, but it like sticks into an enemy. And like in my wildest dreams, you would get to swing that enemy around like it's on a blade of chaos or something. Yeah. I think that would be really fun to see. Uh, I am hopeful that we start getting them. I would like to see uh, charged melee attacks. Like uh, if I have my hunter class on, for example, when I slide and melee in that class, um, I shoot off a lightning burst. I would like to be able to do that with my glaive. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that could be just really, really fun, even if I had to use an arc glaive to do it. Yeah. Um, I'm trying to get all the destiny questions together at once. Uh, I think that's actually it for the Destiny questions. We have two questions from Jiggly Panda. Jiggly Panda. Uh, since I haven't seen anyone ask a sports question, who do y'all got winning the NBA Finals? The Denver Nuggets. Oh, man. God. It's the Nuggets. Man. They shouldn't have yeah. lost game two. That was embarrassing. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I as <laughs> I just want the Nuggets to win because I don't like the heat based on the whole LeBron James thing from like 10 years ago. Uh, that that's, doesn't that's really true. matter Cor- anymore. That's true. Corey does hold uh, animosity towards that. And now Kevin Love is there now. So uh, I still hold a gr- grudge over the 2006 NBA Finals, so I understand. <laughs> um, yeah, it's it's, so. the, it's the Nuggets. Yo- Jokic is the best player in the world. Just, you know, he should have won the MVP this year. He should have won three in a row. Uh, it's absolutely <laughs> it? travesty that Joel Embiid won. <laughs> Isn't it funny that, like, right now the two best NBA players are two, like, unassuming kind of flubby white guys? <laughs> Oh my god! F- fuck it, dude. Was if Luca showed up in shape, he would never lose the MVP again. Oh man, it's just—it's so god. funny. It reminds me of like when Dirk was around a little bit, right? Like just yeah. just this tall, goofy, unassuming dude that just dominated. Tall ass German man. guy who hits you with that fadeaway. Oh man, Dirk! Man, Dirk was so good. I love Dirk so much. His statue in Dallas brought tears to my eyes. Oh. I love it. I absolutely love it. Um, and to be clear, I'm rooting for the Nuggets because my team is not my team that I even make the postseason. So, mm-hmm. noted yeah. Dallas Mavericks fan. And mm-hmm. if you all could have anyone voice your ghost, who would it be and why? Oh, gosh. There's so many good ones. Oh, I feel like you could have a lot of fun with this. Dude, I'm I'm shocked that Activision, like, I know it would have cost a ton of money because the ghost talks yeah. so much, but, like, downloadable, like, the way they do in Call of Duty with the, annou- like, the announcer packs or, like, the, the characters that they bring in, like, Snoop Dogg or, or something. Even like, if it was just for, like, the generic, like, patrol dialogue. Yeah. Like, uh, um, Morgan Freeman. I'm going to say that I would really love, uh, I would have really loved to have uh, either John Mulaney or um, Owen Wilson. Pre- Pre or post cocaine? Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Both. Um, I also would have. I also feel like I would accept Jake Johnson, but in his role as Peter B. Parker. Oh yeah. It can't be. It cannot be Jake Johnson from New Girl or from Jurassic World. He specifically has to be from uh, Into the Spider Verse. <laughs> yeah. Like when he's discovered the burger joint that's his favorite, and it's been closed on his Earth for like ten years. Hmm. Uh, by the by the way i know this is a side tangent Corey, Corey, we got to get your answer for uh your ghost voice but man across the spider-verse what a fucking movie what a yes. whole ass movie 
That's what I hear. I hear it it's is pretty, uh, pretty good. not only one of the uh, best animated movies ever made. It's one of the finest sequels ever made. Um, it's in that rarefied air with Empire Strikes Back, Godfather 2. Um, it's one of the very few that is better than its original. I have like four sequels I can think of off the top of my head that are better than the original that I would like say are also near perfect. That's mm-hmm. Empire, Godfather Part 2, Toy Story 2. I take that back. Yeah. I only have three. Hmm. It, it's in that rare area, though. Um, we'll see if Beyond the Spider-Verse actually makes it out next year uh, in March. But, oh, God. I have not left the theater wanting to see a movie again so quickly in a very long time. Hmm. Uh, I'm actually really considering going to a... Uh, early morning matinee tomorrow just to have a completely empty theater to myself so i can like look for all the easter eggs Hmm. cool very rewarding very great great movie watch it with your kids everyone watch it with your kids it's a it's a fantastic phenomenal movie and i'll guarantee you it doesn't go over their head uh but this is this is the kind of thing you need it has like seven different animation styles throughout it it's i don't know if this movie was pitched with or without drugs but uh whatever you did keep it going Makes me uh, very excited that there are uh, some spinoffs planned in the future. <laughs> yeah, that'd be cool. Um, they've uh, they've already stated their intent to do some short films with uh, John Mulaney's uh, Spider Ham, and um, for there to be a uh, female Spider Man team up uh, of Gwen Stacy, uh, Jessica Drew, and uh, Silk. So cool. That should be fun too. Are you going to get the Super Mario Brothers movie, Corey? Am I going to get it? Yes. Are you going to buy I mean, the Super Mario Brothers movie? I I don't Maybe. I don't know. I'd Corey, have, do you buy watch. movies? That's the next question. Do you buy movies? <laughs> no, dude. Let me tell will you. you buy this for your, will you buy this for your children? I mean, I thought I thought about it. I would like to see it first. Um, I haven't seen it yet. So uh, I was very bummed today when they said that uh, when it came out from uh, Jeff Snyder that uh it was pretty reliable that uh illumination and nintendo are closing a deal to do a legend of zelda film and that actually like filled me with existential dread that the minions studio will be trying to make a legend of zelda movie yeah but they did they made a mario movie though yeah but mario doesn't really need like plot yeah well Zelda has like four different timeline branches Corey. i know but they i mean Ganon I mean, is like the ultimate shit talker. I wonder I wonder if they're going to do like a Wind Waker style movie. I think that's the only if you're going to keep the same style, that's the only way you could really do it, I think, without it looking corny. Mm-hmm. I would just prefer a traditional 2D animated film. And I know that's not going to happen, but I would really love to see what like a studio like some of these anime studios where you see like the studio behind Demon Slayer or behind Attack on Titan could do with The Legend of Zelda. And I think mm-hmm. Zelda also kind of fits into that category of like something like The Last of Us, where I don't think you can tell this story in a hundred minutes. Yeah. Like, I think you need like, at the very least, I think you could do it in like six episodes. But if you're going to tell something like Ocarina of Time or The Wind Waker, you can't cram that into an hour and a half. That's just not going to happen. And then God forbid you get into something. I mean, Ocarina of Time is pretty complex. God forbid that you decide to do something like, you know, Breath of the Wild or... uh skyward sword or you know link to the past like you're trying to go over the imprisoning war at that point majora's mask has all this time travel uh 
Wind Waker covers an entire ocean. <laughs> yeah. And different realities on top of that. Like there's very few games I think that you could actually in the series that I think you could adapt into one movie. And like one of the only ones is Minish Cap, and they're certainly not going to do that because Ganondorf is nowhere to be found. Yeah. All I'm saying is if we're going to do the Wind Waker style for this, I need fat Ganon to make a return. Yeah. I need thick, fat Wind Waker Ganon, who is arguably the most terrifying of the Ganondorfs, I think. Yeah. Because he's willing to murder a couple of, like, 10-year-old kids. Yeah. Well, that was, I mean... And the King of Hyrule does, like, fuck all. He just touches the fucking Triforce and then pieces out until you kill him. It's fair. Yeah, you're right. Absurd. Absolutely absurd. It's ludicrous. ludicrous. Will Matt Mercer also voice Ganondorf in this movie? I see. I why not? I feel why like not? he kind of has to. That he knocks it out of the fucking park in Tears of the Kingdom. Why not? Um, Mercer, he's great. Who? But who would you want voicing your ghost? Well, I have I have one request actually, Josh, for our our buddy Fox. Okay. Oh, okay, okay. Adam Sandler is going to voice his ghost for oh the rest of time. Oh my god. Is but, it Adam Sand- so which Adam Sandler though? Is it Adam Sandler from The Waterboy? Is it Adam Sandler from uh I think Uncut it's Gems? No, it's I think it's like Billy Madison uh Billy Madison uh Adam Sandler, but like when he's, be, the, I, when he's in the pool drunk, not like not like smart Adam Sandler at the end, but like, you know, <laughs> I need it to be the I need it to be Billy Madison in the pool meets the convict from The Longest Yard. Oh god. <laughs> he needs to he hit the there needs to be like a ghost of Burt Reynolds there. Oh god. No joke though. Actually, you know what would be funny is if you like when you bought that, you got a little trans like a little transmog thing for your ghost where it like like the little like circle that floats above his head and it's just Burt Reynolds like mustache and afro oh from the 70s. Oh my god. Don't get don't get handlebar mustaches for ghosts. Yep. Let's yeah. have it. Yeah. Uh but for me Man, I had a good one, and then we just got sidetracked. Oh, my God. I'm so sorry. I think, like, uh, I don't know. Morgan Freeman would be a good one, but, like, I feel like that's played out. That's pretty played out, I feel like, at this point. Yeah, I wouldn't like that as a ghost. I feel like I would just, like, delete him. Yeah. I wouldn't mind, like, a nice, like like, a female voice narrating me through this game, though. Like, a nice kind of calming uh, you know, you know whose voice would be really soothing. It's not a female, but uh, David Attenborough. Yeah. Would you like Destiny described like you're playing Planet Earth? Maybe. Yeah, I want him. I want. I want to hear him describe other. Planets. It only works in the EDZ in the Cosmodrome. Yeah. Um, Mark Wahlberg. <laughs> oh my God! Can you imagine him as a ghost? <laughs> I could imagine him as a ghost. Um. Someone else, uh, God rest his soul, that I would have loved. Uh, we've been, my girlfriend's been watching Sopranos for the first time. She's never seen it. I've watched it a couple times all the way through. And she absolutely loves Polly Walnuts on the show. Uh, Tony Sirico, RIP, uh, would have been hilarious as a ghost. Uh, him or uh, Michael Imperioli, who plays uh, Christopher on the show. Uh, absolutely great. Just get, give me that Italian accent. Yeah. An Italian mobster being your ghost would just be great. Yeah. Oh, that's funny. I uh I also think like uh Ice T would be funny. 
my god. Have you ever seen have you seen John Mulaney's bit about Ice T on SVU? Yeah. <laughs> so great. Yeah. Ice. Surprise. <laughs> Talking about contusions. Oh, that's oh so funny. Jesus Christ. I ha- um, so last like before we before we move on, like I've you're good. we new, don't have any more questions. I've had a new kind of appreciation for John Mulaney over the last year or so. Uh, and great. like his new his new stand up special was actually really good. Uh, <laughs> I liked how he just kept addressing that little kid in the corner. <laughs> oh, it's great! I I really like just how like his whole story of like the intervention is hilarious. Yeah. They made him take his shoes off because they thought it would prevent him from running down the street. And he was like, "I am high on drugs. I have not slept in forty eight hours. What makes you think I will not run down the street barefoot to get to my drugs?" um it it's very it's very self-aware and i I really enjoyed that about him um we we've seen his stand-ups so many times we quote them all the time in this house but uh that you can very clearly tell this is why he was not in uh across the spider-verse yeah is because he was uh finishing up a rehab stint and you know busy being a parent with olivia munn of all people um (laughs) so you know kudos there before we move to well, I guess we'll do the lore corner. Never mind. I was going to do things out of order. We're going to do the lore corner. And then uh, we're going to talk a little bit about episode 150 before we get out of here. Yeah, man. That's next week. That is next week. It is coming up rapidly. Um, the uh, the piece that we have to read. I've been kind of debating if I was going to do one or two. Because um, I'm pretty sure that I've already read this one. So we're going to we're gonna read... Uh, Hang on, I got sneeze. <laughs> a sneeze, he says. Oh my god, I am like, I'm like half asleep. I'm feeling under the weather now. I have not slept good stop, in a few weeks. Well, stop playing so many video games and take a nap. Dude, it's not even that. I go to bed. I take medication to help, and it is just nothing is working right now, unfortunately. Um, this is the sparrow to be remembered. Each night, the clamor of the tower hangar gives way to silence as the engineers change shifts. Meek used to find the lull lull unnerving, preferring to bask in the sounds of arc arc welders and power tools. Together, she and Amanda would speak about nothing and everything over the copography. Now, Neek prefers the silence. Her servitor shines the light on the sparrow in front of her as it had done for weeks. After making some final adjustments, Neek circles around to the front of the sparrow and hits the ignition. The engine sputters and burns out. It's happened a hundred times before on other nights with other sparrows, but this time something is different. Neek snarls an elixir curse and hurls her spanner at the floor, and she buries her face in her forehands and collapses into a heap, her eyes glistening with tears and her ether tank rattling with her ragged sobs. Well, there's your problem, crackles a voice behind her. She looks up to see her servitor projecting a hollow recording. Miniature recreations of herself and Amanda crouch next to another sparrow as Amanda gestures to its thrusters with a grease-stained arm. She imparts a lesson about its functionality with a smile that says she enjoys sharing the knowledge. Watching now, Neek can't help but smile too. It was a lesson she had forgotten, but thanks to her servitor, it would stay with her forever. She wipes away her tears with a grease-stained arm and gets back to work. This is a pretty fitting conclusion to... I think not just uh, Neek and Amanda's story, but Amanda's story in general. That her mm-hmm. legacy is felt beyond this. This one for me feels more earned than the lore we read about Sloane 
being so broken up about Amanda's death. Um, Like, okay, cool. They interacted in like one scene maybe in uh, the campaign. And it makes it sound like, you know, they were like best friends for all these years when I never got that vibe ever. Yeah. Um, This is pretty fitting though. We followed the story of Amanda and Neek ever since Splicer. And this is, this feels like an earned conclusion. I think that's what I like the most about it. And that, it's funny, like the servitors are going to keep Amanda's memory alive. Um, I don't know if that's the way she would have wanted it, considering how distrusting she was at first. And it took quite a while for her to come around on it. But I like that we finally got to that point. And I hope that one day we get to see Neek in an official like NPC capacity. I would love for Neek to be like the Sparrow and Ship Fender going into whatever the next game is. Yeah, I mean, especially if they like you know, we've kind of hypothesized that we might go to go to Reese at some point mm-hmm. and like we take a group of, you know, fallen with us on in whatever ship we take, I'm assuming some type of the helm. Yeah. <laughs> I was gonna say maybe our own capital ship, but you know, yeah. that's uh you know, and, and that's a that's a I I like what I like what's happening. So Yeah. Uh, I'm happy that that's going to be our lower corner for tonight. I'm going to the other piece that I had picked out uh, when I was skimming it. I realized that we've already read it. So that's going to do it for a lower corner tonight. Before we get out of here, Corey, we have a big anniversary next week. Yeah, the big uh, one five zero is the they big one five zero, as they say. So I wanted to announce that we are doing a giveaway. And this is a way for us to say thank you. It's not a big elaborate giveaway like we did for episode 100. uh, But there is going to have to be some stuff you're going to have to do in order to enter. Um, I wanted to make this available to uh, people who are in the Discord or who listen to us without being a part of the Discord. I know we have a few people who have written in the past. um, Jacob and uh, Christy. Uh, I remember you guys. Christy won our uh, giveaway last year for the Grimoire Anthology. Uh, this year, the prize is going to be uh, the fabled Halo graphic novel that I was insistent I had somewhere. I finally found it in one of my boxes. It was still sealed. That is going to be my giveaway for episode 150. Uh, I will write a note in it uh, from Corey and myself and ship it to whoever wins. Uh, so thank you for being a listener, this and that personalized note. In order to enter this... Uh, I'll make a channel in the Discord for it. Uh, I'll make a a place in the Discord for it and mark it very clearly. Episode 150 giveaway. Uh, You will have until uh, we record next Thursday night. You will have until 6 p.m. on Thursday, uh, Central Time, to submit uh, your entry. What I want is I want your best one-sentence summary of the show. I want your best and funniest. And you can only enter one time. Best and funniest. <laughs> yep, I want your best, funniest. Yeah, best or funniest, whatever. Uh, and I want to be able to read these on the show. Uh, but the reason why we need it beforehand is because I want to be able to announce the winner uh, on episode 150. I've already talked to the mods in Discord about this. Um, I've talked to Johnny and... Uh, fox and joe about this uh and nerd the four of them will not be eligible for this uh they can still submit and i encourage them to they can still submit something to be read on the show but uh working on something special for the mods uh for later this year um 
but wanted to do something to make sure it goes back to the community, that it's something special for them uh, for this. And uh, all I'll say beyond that is I'm starting to uh, quietly assemble a prize pool for uh, episode 200 already. Uh, I'm setting aside some codes and uh, maybe some Destiny 1 memorabilia. Yeah. Uh, into a pile. I did come across uh, one of the Destiny 1 Steelbooks uh, a couple of months ago. Nice. And I have that off to the side. Nice. I, so uh, uh, th- that will be my contribution. If you are not in the Discord, if you are not in the Discord, uh, very important, you can email your entry into us at towercasuals at gmail.com or you can uh, DM me on Twitter at Josh underscore Finn with two N's. Mm-hmm. Um, just we're going to try and keep it central to those three places um, yeah. so that I can do the I can do the tallying up. Um, everybody will be everybody will be assigned a number and uh, I will put it into an RNG generator uh, hmm. right before we do the show so that I can announce the winner at the top of the show. So jo- uh, I just want to I want to I want to say one thing real quick, Josh. Yeah. No, no, you're, you're good. You're good. I think I think I think our our discord is one of the most well-run discords that i'm in by far like i would agree with that like the i mean just the way like i've never really seen i mean there's rarely an issue right there's rarely anybody posting things they're not supposed to right there's like there's it's just it's phenomenal how clean our discord is and just you know shout out to nerd shout out to the mods shout out to you know, people keeping it, keeping it good in there. You know, I mean, it's it's incredible. And I know I haven't been in there as much as I should be, but like, yeah, man, um, definitely. Shoutouts to uh, to Nerd and Fox, and uh, you know, I know Johnny and Joe were in there a lot, uh, moderating. But you know, shouts to uh, Nerd and Fox, uh, Ronnie, uh, Aaron, and Saint uh, in particular. Those guys have been, uh, they've been moderating, they've been setting up raids, they've been setting up dungeon runs, and uh, we're starting to set up some PvP events. Just, man, kudos to you guys, because uh, without y'all, this uh, this does not run. This this Discord does not run. Um, I think that the reason, uh, well, the reason that it is so well run is because you guys are just outstanding. You guys are outstanding in everything you do. Uh, also, shout out uh, Minded Emperor Nine. I completely forgot you. Uh, we just stepped up to be uh, our Crucible uh, Battle Master in the last couple of weeks. Uh, I have just been completely disconnected. Um, but you guys, you know, putting together events from Iron Banner, you know, six stacking an Iron Banner, you know, with you know comical weapons to you know doing triumph runs for raid encounters. Uh, teaching dungeons and raids for the first time you guys have been absolutely awesome and are absolutely the backbone of our community like our community isn't what it is without you guys so yeah. i really appreciate it yeah it's, it's it's awesome so thank you everybody really thank you everybody so uh what else we got josh i think that's about it honestly um i think that we're we're about ready to get out of here yeah um josh you and i are covering the xbox showcase yes very excited for that so i don't know if we're going to talk we'll probably talk a little bit about it on this show but we're josh and i are doing a a very special episode of of my other podcast to do that i'm very excited because you know 
Josh bring Josh brings the charts. You know what I mean? I bring charts and I bring numbers. I'm very excited to do both. Yeah. So I'm I'm very excited for that episode, Josh. I'm like chomping at the bit for Sunday. Man, listen, if uh, if we can endure um, this getting leaked, we can endure persona getting leaked. I think we're we're in a good position, Corey. Yeah. Um. Also, are we do are we covering anything else besides the Xbox showcase that day? Or I don't think so. Okay, not to my knowledge. We can talk about this afterwards, though. I know we could. I just uh, I got in a got in a zone. So all right. Zone. Yeah. Anyways, I want to thank everybody for watching and or listening to this episode of Tower Casuals. You can follow us on social media at Tower Casuals. Join the Discord. Uh, we we want all of your all of your words for episode one fifty. Uh, Josh, thank you for your time tonight, as always. Uh, as always. Find you? Uh, Josh underscore Finn, two ends. Uh, also, I know there's been a request for planet-specific shirts on the store. Um, I'm going to get there. Oh, Josh, I forgot to tell you. You forgot to, to tell, tell you, me. And I meant to tell you last week. But our store, I want to thank everybody who bought stuff from the store. And under the name Tower Casuals, we made a donation to Lance Reddick's uh, mom cares uh, for the uh, Baltimore charity. moms. Yeah. yeah. For, yeah. for charity for $200. That's fantastic. We, so, uh, we, we were really hoping we'd be able to make a donation to that. Um, Chelsea and I'll be making a separate donation later on in the year for it. Yeah. So, uh, but I, you know, tower casuals community couldn't do that without you guys. So uh, thank you. Uh, Thank you for that. Seriously. Uh, but anyways, uh, you can find me at I'm Corey HD on Twitter and Instagram. Uh, I want to thank everybody for watching and or listening. And until next time, we love you. Goodbye.